0: Ooh. And welcome everybody to the Finstock Exchange Podcast, the official podcast for the greatest faction in the movie trivia showdown. I'm your host, Larry Payne, and I'm joined with uh, my buddy, my friend, Josh Estes.
1: What's up, everybody? Hello from Texas.
0: Also, my uh, bearded behemoths down below me, Justin Hamilton.
2: How come I didn't get the friendly stuff? I just got. Bearded <laughs> you know, you're my best. Come on, man.
0: You got, beer gang. You're come on, man. man. Sorry, it's, right. it's cool. I love it too. <sighs> and I'm also here with. In my opinion, though they've got to wait for the, the entire time that I start this show. Uh the, one of the few people who I actually say like out loud that I look up to uh the
3: most Mr. John the outlaw roca. What's up, everybody? What's up, Finstock Exchange? How's it going? Throwing What's going up on? the five. I'm excited. I'm not gonna to be kiss here.
2: your ass like Larry just did, but oh uh, there it I'm is.
3: Here. There's Justin uh-huh. making it about himself again. <laughs> Jesus. Uh yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm I'm looking forward to talking to all y'all Let's see if I can handle these three horses that are in this uh, in the on this show right now. So <laughs> I'll do my best. I'll do my best. No, John. Like honestly,
0: we we we've been trying to reach out for a while to have you on, but mm. you know, this no better time than the present to have you on, especially during uh, the, the the shutdown, the quarantine, well, whatever remaining of the shutdown is going on because people are opening up, which whatever. <laughs> uh, not <laughs> in this state.
3: Not in this state. Thank you. Well, I hope not. California yeah. is definitely yeah.
0: Not not one of the place where I want to be right now. But Alabama, Alabama never shut down. <laughs>
3: No
1: surprise.
0: Well, I know Josh's out there in Texas. And I I think they're
3: opening up next week. So
1: yeah, yeah, we sure are.
3: Yeah. Good luck with that, guys. It's honestly I think I think it's crazy, but I get it. It seems political but I just I you know, I, I just don't want to see people getting killed or getting hurt or getting sick. And it ain't just about the young ones whooping it up on the beach or wherever. It's about them bringing it home and giving it to the older ones who can't fight it off as strongly. That's what I'm I I get worried about. You know, that's that's my only
2: angle on this. Yeah. it's not about yeah. you it's about the other people you may give it to
1: exactly right. exactly yeah. yeah well the the little three face thing I think is gonna hopefully be uh better than just opening it up twenty four seven right off the bat so yeah hopefully that works but uh, uh I guess we'll wait and see you know
3: christian perked up in bed as soon as he heard states opening like,
1: yeah exactly <laughs> that means the schmodown's coming it's getting close up you know this
0: yes, the schmodown should be on his way back but guys yeah. i uh, uh i want to sat there in the live chat please like and subscribe to the channel and please drop your questions down below for the outlaw himself he is here to answer your questions as well as ours that we have so please yeah. drop them down and uh he
3: said he's much want to uh, answer anything, so yeah. he's here. Mm-hmm. He's, he's here for this hour with us. Look, this because is the Finstock what... Exchange podcast. It's the podcast Absolutely. of the Finstock Exchange of the people of the Finstock Exchange. Love that opening pro, uh, opening uh, video. That's fantastic. Everyone getting a chance to get highlighted, including Emily Rose, Rose Jacobson, Gray Drake, and Cody Hall, who haven't who have only done a little bit this year or or, or nothing uh, really because of the shutdown. But I like that they're getting spotlighted throughout that video as well. So it's important that everybody gets shown. So I'm excited. You guys have my ear and my mouth so let's have some fun oh right. man okay so uh
0: let's let's just get right down to it man so uh it yeah. has goes right to the podcast of champions absolutely respected Th- so let's get down to it so this past weekend we had a uh, this past week we had a match drop between uh oh, the yeah. between ace and uh, a very very uh hyped up individual in robert parker yeah um i was very Looking forward to this match. I was very looking forward to seeing, like, okay, who is this kid? Of course, I've met Robert Parker back when Jake Icavetta fell on his ass oh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> in Atlanta. <laughs> Watch Robert Parker str- struggle to to lift that man, but I've never seen him actually display his movie trivia knowledge, even though I know he's been in the fan leagues. Never watched the match in the fan league, so I was definitely yeah. excited to see yeah. how uh, he's going to help the dungeon try to get their first win um, this season because so far, not been good for the dungeon, uh, because they just don't have winners. But um, Robert Parker comes in, and God, was that not impressive?
3: Yeah. I mean, listen, everyone heard he was going to be good. Everyone was waiting to see what the truth was. But, you know, I'm one of those people, the first people that always jumps up when someone's like, oh, what after one match? Oh, this guy, this person's going to take over the league. This person's going to do whatever. I'm one of the first people that says, like, we just wait. Wait till they play somebody for real. Wait till they but there was something about Robert Parker's play that kind of transcended that usual narrative that I put out there when people go too far or try to crown someone before they've done too much. He was impressive. Now, the game did turn uh, towards his favor with the Spinner's Choice and what have mm-hmm. you. That yep. being said, he did steal a bunch of stuff from Ace. I think Ace realized. Listen, people are jumping on Ace, which is making me really, really angry when I see some of these posts jumping on Ace. Some of these people don't have the balls to go step in a ring like this. They will go after Ace like this. It really bothers me. It's my Latino brother. He had a bad game. It happens. We've all been there, especially mm-hmm. coming back out of the you know out of uh, not having played for a bit. And I don't think he understood the level of the questions to be expecting in the IG now. I think he thought Harry Potter. He's cool. He's got surface knowledge or decent knowledge of Harry Potter, but these. Questions were deep cuts yeah. for two points So if, if you're not studying deeply on in IG, I think you can get away with it a little bit in singles and, and tags. But in IG, if you're not studying every single one of those movies deeply, you are in trouble, and it showed.
1: Yeah, because there's been plenty of plenty of people get get happy about a Will Splice, Will yeah. and then they just crap the bed and just it's like they go brain dead. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just that's what happened to him. Had the yeah. had it gone the other way, who knows what. What would have happened? But, you know, right. Parker, Parker was ahead from the get-go It seemed
2: I, like I actually was able to talk to Ace, and he was just like – he looked down when he found out what his first match was and was like, you really doing this to McChristian? <laughs> really? <laughs> and then that's kind of part of it, right? You got this guy coming out of there, and you – like you could go back. Say like say like John Rocha, if you were playing against him, you would have probably went back and watched some fan league stuff that you could find. And you go and watch that stuff, it can be intimidating because of what sure. that guy was answering. And then yeah. you got to come in right behind yeah. it, first match of, of the new season. And you haven't done it in a while. He hasn't been there in a long time yeah. doing anything with the Schmodown as far as matches go, and he just got shut down. But that's just how it works sometimes.
3: Yeah, uh, Brian Newsbump says the ace has some ring rust because he hasn't competed since he faced team champs back in 2015. That's five years ago. That's hard mm-hmm. to believe, five years. So, you know, no amount of it's – like, it's like game time No uh, or game play, right? There's no amount of practice that will get you ready as a rookie for your opening game. And it takes some time to get the, 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 the uh, I don't know, the reps that you need in actual gameplay mm-hmm. to kind of settle your nerves. Uh, ace could have done more ace probably could have studied more ace could have watched more matches who knows what his preparation was i don't know what his preparation was but i think ace could have done a little bit more here to get himself prepared maybe winston should have set up some fake matches to get ace in the vibe of it you know that kind of thing these are the the things that a manager has to do to kind of get their players ready at this level that everyone is playing at now there's no there's no easy wins there's no lucky wins in terms of like oh i just happened to hit the right slice No, there's everyone is playing everyone is fighting everyone wants points so you can't come into this game uh a little scared or timid it will run you over and we saw that with robert parker see Wait. like
0: because i was going to say the last time that we saw ace you said it was five years ago but that was a totally different game back then that was yeah season of course two. Yeah. hell see, yeah because everyone i think we all can agree season three is kind of when the shift changed with the movie mm-hmm. tradition showdown season mm-hmm. one season two yeah they were they were entertaining but that was still when there was a uh an, an addition to the podcast at the time so season three was really yeah. when it started so different Time altogether. My my only thing was when I watched Ace play. Now I i did think that I do think that Ace knows more than what he was able to display. Mm-hmm. I yeah. do want to see yeah. him play some more. My only thing that I was concerned about was that he didn't respin. You know, he oh yeah, he, he landed on Harry Potter and uh he kind of took it knowing that well it seemed like just in watching it, they said Robert Whoa. Parker's strengths was was Harry Potter.
3: Yeah, but well, he, he seemed said... yeah, go ahead. Yeah, bro. go ahead, go. Sorry, man. Go ahead, Josh. Well, I
2: was just gonna say, like. Ace actually said that, like, he prepared and, like, he knew, like, every who had the wands, like, all the different uh, schools of knowledge, like, who was the right. teachers. He did all that stuff, right? Because he saw that's where most of the questions was coming from. And then he said he got blindsided because the questions that he got and the questions he prepared for were two different things.
3: Yeah. And he knew some of Parker's questions himself. So it wasn't like you could tell by his reaction on the other side when Parker answered questions correctly. He was like, oh. he knew. He had the, the chance to steal those back. So, like I said, it could have been different if Parker spun another slice, maybe Aces in this a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, th- this is the way the game goes sometimes. Remember Kalinowski got blown out of the water by Smets uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, in that in that three-way. Lord knows, Ethan had me for lunch that night. So, it's mm-hmm. like, those days they come for you in the game and you got to find out who you are and how much you really want to be a part of the game when you have one of these losses because yeah. they do require you to go back to the drawing board and go, okay, it's a tough loss. I'm taking hits on, on social media and, and from other people and the fans. How do I turn this into fuel to do even better next time? And so we'll see what Ace does. Obviously, we, we're not playing any matches anytime soon, but we'll see what Ace does, and we'll see how Winston adjusts as a manager as well after this loss. Speaking of Winston, I, the one thing I will say is, and I, and I agree
0: with you, I think – I do think that Winston will probably help Ace kind of get back on track. Winston's very surprised to me as a manager this year. Mm. Um, So far, I think he's doing a very good job, especially with the formation of the final exam team, with um, how he's handling with Oyama, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So it will be cool to see kind of how he reteams with Ace. I do think it's important for Ace to kind of go through a loss like this, like you've all been through, uh, to see how he's going to bounce back. But let's not underestimate the fact that Robert Parker played an amazing game. Uh, He does – he didn't miss anything. I mean, yeah. he, he was taking all the steals. Um, in, in order for Ace to have a winning chance was to not miss. Yeah. You know, it was one of those games where even if he missed one or two, it seemed like he was still going to be behind. Yeah, I could that tell match.
2: that Ace, I'm mean, not Ace, but I could tell like both players actually, Ace and Robert, mm-hmm. were a little nervous. You mm-hmm, could see yeah. the look on even Parker's eyes how yeah. nervous he was, but he just has so much knowledge mm-hmm. that like it overshows. Like even though he was nervous, he was still able to answer the questions because he still, he just knows it.
3: Yeah, I don't, I, what do you yeah, Josh, go ahead man.
1: I was to say uh what's your thoughts? I mean, he, he he got a KO. They got four points for one match for one person in yeah. IG. What's your thoughts on? I mean, that's 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 quite a, that's more than y'all can get in a teams match.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think they're just trying to make it a little bit fair for players. I'm sorry, for factions who have like leaned more towards the IG or have I G contenders in their faction so that they make up some of those points. Like, cause those of us who play in singles and tags, we can keep playing if we keep winning and accruing points at larger levels. Uh gotcha. whereas on the IG side side you only play there's no tag team ig if there was a tag team ig i think you'd, you'd see it drop down to three points and then it would be a little more level in that way so when you have a four point because you're not going to play a lot of ig matches through the year you're just not uh, and that's just how it goes there because there's always a lot of time in between those matches and breaks in between those <laughs> matches and things of that nature. So you grab the most of the points. Don't, but don't get it twisted, man. I was mad when they made that decision. A lot of us in the Finstock exchange were super mad that Christian made that decision the night before that match between Ben and yeah. and Dan It oh, yeah. cost us a point because we're all in here trying to win. And you know, this uh, changing stuff on the fly, you know, you got to deal with it because that's part of the game. I've been in the game for five seasons, six seasons now, stuff changes all the time christian or ellis or people who are involved with sam levine's even throwing his two cents in sometimes and changed some stuff so sometimes mm. it's changing most of the time though it does change for the better sometimes though it doesn't in terms of like you get penalized a little bit uh in that way so it's just the way the cookie crumbles just makes you work harder and makes you um, appreciate those matches a little bit more and and know that they mean more to win them because every point is precious even in the lead we have now Every point is still precious. If this thing kind of, if we don't play a match again, or we don't play matches again until in the fall, uh, every point's going to yeah. be precious. Uh, if he, if he, kind of carries us over into next year, which I'm starting to hear rumblings about from other players, that's a possibility.
2: Well, it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, I totally agree with you 100. percent Now, and a lot of people's been taking Kaiser in the dungeon kind of for granted because they haven't, like, they've had some rough starts. He's got yeah. a lot of rookie players, but. You look at it this way, right? He just got four points that one victory. Yep. What if they would have actually did the IG tournament? Yeah. And... Uh, Robert Parker would have mowed his way through there. He literally, mm-hmm. one player on his team could have called up with the Finn Stock Exchange.
3: Yeah. And uh, the thing to look at, it, though, I mean, I will say this, and, and I go back to this match a little mm-hmm. bit, Justin. And you make great points. You make great points. If the tournament had happened, that being said, you by your own mouth, you said he looked a little nervous. And I agree with you. He did look a little nervous. Mm-hmm. And so playing Ace ain't the way you prep for a tournament. You know what I'm saying? Ace is, Ace is hadn't played for five years, mm-hmm. he's a little rusty. Parker took care of business. Parker up against Chandru. Parker up against uh, uh, any number of the IG. Maybe even Hannah, although I'm not 100% faithful on Hannah. Um, any of the IG, other IG competitors could be an interesting situation for Parker to kind of test himself. Uh, and I think he is coming to a point where he will have a match with somebody who's going to give him everything he can handle. Remember that Smets went toe-to-toe with Chandru all the way to that five-point question. So it's like yep. there is yeah. someone out there who is going to s- walk right into IG and smash Robert Parker in the face, it's going to be whether Robert Parker can get back up and, and eke out that victory that will show you the character of this kid and what he really wants to accomplish in the league. And I look forward to that match when it happens. So uh, we got Barbarian in the chat right now saying, what is up, Mr.
0: Roka? <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of which, uh, Barbarian, I know you're going through a rough time right now, man. We are here to support you. Sending you uh, much love. Absolutely. Happy birthday, my brother happy birthday uh, for sure um speak, speaking of which though uh oh question jeremy miller what's the weirdest piece of advice tom has gave you as a manager
3: <laughs> <laughs> this will shock all of you man tom is not a weird manager when he is in there tom is very smart about asking these questions in between rounds especially when you're spinning tom is just like tom's like okay what else is on the board up there what do you think what you're feeling I, I i'm looking at this I, I i'm a little nervous about this or that i don't know maybe you should just take this category and see what you can do with it blah blah, blah. if you want to spin i respect it but you know you know, okay. so he always has given you options and making you look at the board a second time. Uh, I, Tom and I took a while to get on. I, I still think, you know, that manager bowl and especially the Bibiani match, I think we weren't vibing. And that was my fault to a degree because I should have said to him, OK, I need you to talk to the other players. And But I was so nervous about that match that I was just focused about getting out there instead of preparing correctly with my manager about to give him all the tools he needs to manage me correctly. So. Um, Tom, but Tom and I have found our groove. We, we, you know, we work well together now. Me, him and Dan work well when, when we do stuff. And certainly when we were uh, managing against each other uh, in Atlanta, we were having great conversations uh, on the sidelines between each other. So there's nothing but respect and love uh, between each other um, when we're there. Um, And Tom's never given me a weird piece of advice. He's not like that. He's actually very smart about the game, regardless of what you hear from other managers, other people say Tom knows exactly how to talk to all of us in these moments. So I give him a lot of credit for that.
2: Tom gets a lot of heat, man, but like he don't deserve it, right? Like uh, you look at the draft. He did better on his last half of his draft because he automatically got y'all than some people did in the front part of their draft. Yeah. Like the Barbarian and Great Drake, even like Cody Hall, Jackass BC coming in there could mm-hmm. be something. I think Emily Rose. I think she just got a little nervous first live event in Atlanta. Yeah, but like you got good players, good solid players coming in at the back half. I've said this multiple times. People call him stupid, dumb, you know, and all that stuff, and just because of his character work. But that's part of it, man. His character work makes him the greatest.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't disagree.
0: Because, because, uh, well, you know, Bobby Finstock, of course, she's the reason why we had this show, he's the reason he commissioned this show, uh, <laughs> working work with him, so that's why we say this is official up top. Speaking of which, make sure you guys are dropping those questions down below, like and comment. Uh, Roku, so speaking about Finstock, have you guys, has, has <laughs> the <laughs> <It's>
3: Andrew-
0: no, <laughs> uh. With the with the okay. Robert Parker thing, and now yeah. okay, so you're, so you're looking at the IG, do you guys have conversations about the course that the Finstock Exchange is going to uh, take when it comes to the IG route? It seems like with singles, we're clear yeah. strats with singles. Teams, yeah. we seem to have a good idea. But with mm-hmm. the IG, uh, with the intergeekdom division, have there been discussions? Have there been
3: meetings? I think we all have a lot of faith in Emily and I yeah it was a it was a rough first match against a Star Wars champion uh and some things didn't go her way and uh, I'll take a little bit of responsibility for that too I, I was so focused on preparing like I I don't mean to talk about myself like some I'm some kind of miracle worker I'm just saying it's I your was there. Episode. you can talk about You're yourself fine, as much fine. As you I want. I was there in Atlanta <laughs> and Tom asked me to come in and sit with Emily and kind of prep her for the match against Damon and help him prep her and I should have but I was so focused on getting Dan ready and going through the categories and and you know quizzing Dan on some of the categories he didn't feel he was 100% strong in that I that was my focus I'm there to manage Dan you know I think if I had a little more time to separate a little more time with Emily uh, i think tom and i would have sat down with her and we would have walked her through every possible scenario so she'd have been more prepared when she spun spinner's choice or uh, what category she'd feel comfortable with and i you know i could have been there for that and but i was more focused on dance. so i think you haven't seen the best of emily yet emily will get stronger she will get better and she's such a sweetheart and she's so happy to be part of our crew and we are ecstatic to have her to be part of our crew so we have a lot of faith in what she can do in the hygiene she'll shock some people i guarantee you on that and Dan is our other competitor in IG. So th- we've got the bases covered with those two going into. Dan is very, very committed to IG. Um, and he is, and I think you guys might see that in the champ versus champ versus champ versus champ match because uh, they throw in yeah. some IG questions mm-hmm. for sure throughout uh, that, uh, you know, Dan, I think uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I just will say Dan holds his own. And I will say that's why I think we're good to go on the IG side with those two. That's pretty mm-hmm. much the accepted situation. I think what we have question marks is Cody and Gray and Jackass. We don't know necessarily – or BC. We don't know necessarily like what – where, where – where what we got in them. So we got to see them compete. We got to get them matches and then we'll have a better idea of, um, of where we're going because – look, I'm happy being a part of the exchange. I think we're going to stick around into next year and see what we can do in next year things of that nature. So, I mean, like, I think we're all just kind of like, I think the last bump with me and Ben, that was a great uh, conversation we had. I think all of us are are back on the same page and excited to be part of this uh, exchange. And we'll see where it goes. You know, storylines can change depending on the boss. Uh, But for, I don't mean Ben, I mean the boss. Uh, I mean, all of us, all of us, uh, um, you know, I think we all enjoy being a part of the exchange, but you never know for storylines what may happen down the road. But for right now, that's, uh, that's our IG people. I, I did have
0: uh, – James Davis has asked a question for Roka. Which of the Geek Buddies would fare the best in the schmodown? <laughs>
3: that's a great question. Um, I think Michael would do better in IG and I think Shannon would do better in Singles. So that's my two. Those are my two uh, avenues, because Mike knows a lot about uh, geeky stuff with Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, uh, Star Wars, Star Trek. Oh, Star Trek is a little shaky, but he knows he knows enough and, and all the other categories superhero movies. He'd be good to go on that kind of stuff where Shan is more of a broader knowledge. And I think he could do fine on the single side of things.
0: Well, I was going to I was going to ask you a question. So you brought the uh, the champion, the exhibition match that uh, you guys shot just recently. Mm. Um, I know we're not going to really get into it; it hasn't dropped yet. But right. uh, one thing you always ask, or well, the one thing you always said before, since you've been teamed up with Dan, is mm-hmm. you know having the opportunity to play him again, uh, which you may have after you uh, go ahead and walk the floor with Ethan Irwin. <laughs> <I don't know.
3: laughs> we'll see. We'll see.
0: <laughs> no, so so you do have this match with Ethan Irwin. Uh, Tell us a little bit, like how, how are you feeling right now about about that match?
3: Well, I think I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm uh, nervous, to be honest, uh, because Ethan is such a knowledgeable person about film. I don't know uh, if this extra time has given him even more time to train. Uh, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, he's just like working on the script, or he's doing this, or he's preoccupied with his job. He's just going to come in with his film knowledge, but. I don't think someone like Ethan would do that. I've got a. I, I remember just having an exchange with him um, earlier this year or sometime late last year, and I could see the fire in his eyes to want to get back uh, to that position where he's top dog in the league as the singles champion. So uh, I'm I'm preparing for a dog fight, a junkyard dog fight in there. But he's going to get the best I've got, and uh, he didn't get that last time. And I may still lose the match, but I want to walk away from the match feeling proud that I gave him everything I got because I didn't do that last time. I just kind of wasn't in the right mental space. And I I beat myself up before I even, or I lost the match before I ever walked through the door to compete against him. And it's, the and again, I don't take anything away from him. He answered the questions. He beat me straight up. It's a legitimate victory. I just wasn't mentally as dialed in or as ready to fight or play as I am now. So uh, I'm looking forward to the match. Sure. I'm nervous. Cause he's so knowledgeable, but I think I've done enough in the league to merit someone being nervous about playing me too. So I'm ready to get in there with him.
2: All right, I'm, I'm just going to say this right now. What y'all just heard from John Rocco was the PG-13 uh, version <laughs> of what he probably should have said. And because I don't want him getting in trouble, I'm going to step in right here and I'm going right. to say what probably should have been said. <laughs> Listen here, Ewan, Irwin, whatever you want to call yourself, you come up here, you're against grown-ass men in the Fence Socket Exchange. We don't come around here carrying around little models of ourselves dolls swimming around in the little kiddie pools and stuff like that everybody everybody in here is dangerous we can all win our matches and you're coming up here thinking that you could just oh don't even have to practice oh you just show up and beat someone of the capabilities of john roca of john roca man get the hell out of here
0: I like that. That was good. I, I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another
3: one from James Davidson. Question for Rocco, Who does Tom manage? If you play Dan, I think. The, look, it's look, Christian said to me, it's Tom's decision. Mm-hmm. So whatever Tom wants to do, we have to go with it. Which I understand. I don't. I don't 100% like, uh, but I understand. Um, I think Dan and I would love it if there were no managers, just me and Dan toe to toe, mano a mano in the ring uh, for the belt. Because I think it'll be the friendliest, most respectful title fight you'll ever see because Dan and I love each other a lot. And uh, either, either if he beats me or I beat him, um, I think both of us will be damn happy to congratulate the other person for winning. Um, uh, so I, I'm, I'm honestly, I, I think uh, I would love it if Tom made the decision to have no managers, and it would just be uh, Dan and I kind of in there. Uh, if not, then uh, I think uh, Dan with uh, I think whoever Tom chooses, choose he chooses, and then uh, maybe Ben steps in to take the second slot there as the manager. Uh, for that, so you know, and it could be a reverse situation. It could be Tom choosing to manage me, and then Ben kind of give me a taste of my own medicine. manages Dan against me, so that's certainly possible. Uh, all possibilities are on the table. I'm sure. How mad so, you
2: get if he challenges something right at the very beginning? <laughs> if, 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 if Ben is on <laughs> the opposite side, man, I wouldn't
3: get mad at all because I would just be like, "That's standard Ben," because that's what I told Dan before we went into the match. I was like, "Dan, I know exactly how Ben plays this game. I know exactly what he's going to do. Try to throw you off." Uh, if he tries any shenanigans, any of those challenges, blah blah blah, just don't just ignore it. I will handle it. I'll be the vocal mouthpiece for this situation, and I'll step in and do whatever. Uh, but to Ben's credit, Ben played a straight game. No, no, uh, you know, extra anything. He was a great competitor that day and fought Dan tooth and nail all the way to the end. He had nothing heck to hang match. his head about. Yeah, but but Dan also had a plan to kind of mess with Ben. So there was a plan in motion that if certain thing happened. Dan was gonna like uh, hit the button, hit the button and uh, initiate the plan uh, on that. So we had had we had planned for a couple of scenarios with Bateman uh, before we played him. So you know, it it was that was that's a side of Dan I had not seen before. And I was like, I was like a little, um, a little devil imp. Like I just was like, you know, just to see Danny pull that out would have shocked a lot of people.
0: Brian Nussbaum was asking uh, a question for Roka. What hurts more, <laughs> Bestman or Jane Fonda? I didn't bring uh,
3: it up. Uh, it'll always be Jane Fonda. It won't be Bestman. I already revenged, I already avenged that by winning four uh, titles. We can cuss on here. or No. Yes. Yeah, All right, right. I already avenged that by winning. <laughs> Absolutely. <four laughs> you guys are team
2: champion. All right. Want, I
3: Bro. won four fucking titles, so Bespin <laughs> is pretty much buried, in my opinion. But um, what's the other thing? Oh yeah, but Jane Fonda will always piss me off because that's about that's about a, a player like Jeff. Um, uh, how can I say this messing with the rules and his cry baby three paragraph post on Facebook was ridiculous from a guy who was used to flouting the rules every chance he gets. I mean, it's lit. Le- it's legitimately the boy who cried wolf uh, that the townspeople turned their back on him when the wolf finally ate him. Uh, so to me, it's like, uh, that's what Jeff's, mm-hmm. I couldn't give two shits about when he has an issue about a, <laughs> a, a call or a decision. I'm like, bro, you've benefited from so many dubious decisions. Uh, give me a break. And so that's the one that hurts also because it was our last shot at those guys and I've never given up in a game. And when that decision was made, I just gave up. I just, I threw my mask off threw my glasses down. I just didn't care anymore. And Matt and I lost and it led to Matt and I breaking up eventually. And it was the end of team top 10, but I think we had a real chance to beat those guys. And it was my stupid ass fault for thinking a school teacher could be Lee Marvin instead of immediately going to Jane Fonda and writing it down. And also again, not being mentally prepared. Now I would at least start writing a Jane uh, even if it's in the last two seconds, you know, you at least make an attempt, then that would have yeah. it would have uh, given me more.
0: Yeah,
2: I
3: totally so don't know I, what I, I'm
0: saying. I, just it. It. Huh? I, I love the the, the founding fathers, man, but man, I really loved you and Matt up there. Matt, Matt was something special <laughs> to watch.
3: Well, that's Matt funny, he, man. Yeah,
0: Matt was funny as shit. Uh-huh. Can
2: <laughs> we
3: talk funny.
0: about a guy though in Snyder
2: that like plays a match against who's the boss not long ago? Yeah, who's the boss breaks the team's record in points. Then has the balls enough to say that they actually played better than them, which I don't get, because the other team broke a record. Yeah, and on Roxy top of was that, like he's always running his mouth about like doing things and interrupting people and all that stuff. But yet <laughs> he's like wearing the skimpiest, never would have fit him even when he was twelve years old, baseball jersey and stripping down <laughs> in front of everybody. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, it's okay. It's okay for Jeff to do that during the game, but it's not okay for people to do it against him in a game. So you know. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: But yeah, if you guys go back and watch, maybe I think it's the second time we played top ten. I mean, uh, uh Patriots. Um, I'm yeah. messing with Jeff in that first or second round, uh, and I'm just going like, "Oh, you don't know this one? Are you sure you don't know this one?" Because I had seen him do it to other people, so I thought, "Well, yeah. if we're, if yeah, we're gonna absolutely. play that game, let's play that game." And then of Christmas, like, you can't talk to the players, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" He does not <laughs> all, of, but of course, they cut all of that out. But I don't. I think you can still hear me, Mike coming at Jeff on a few questions before Christian kind of pushed the kibosh on it. But yeah, you're right. He talks to other people. He does his game. And it's frustrating uh, when he does that, which is why I I would love to play Jeff again. Uh, Now in the state of mind that I'm in, the player I've become, oh, I would love to play Jeff again. John Mariano asked, how would
0: Roca handle going toe-to-toe with the flirting (laughs) flouse? Would the moves be enough to distract him off his game?
3: I thought this was a serious podcast and we're talking about slow down. Not some not some a random German that was kicked out of his dad's house because he was an untalented fool. Uh, he, to the point where he ended up cutting his hair like that for attention. No, I don't deal with the flirting flouse or the flirting uh, fuck off with in this uh, podcast for God's yes, sakes. Absolutely. I thought uh, that was right? a good
1: question from John Marinette. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a clip out to send directly to Christian. <laughs>
3: That being said, Brett Sheridan is killing it doing that. That's for sure. So yes, a yeah. lot of love. To him. Uh, the no, Schmoi asked. Uh, it destroys the and flouse. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, no, the, the Schmoe asked not too long ago who has the most iconic mask: the Outlaw, uh, Bibiani,
3: or Dag What's Bibiani's mask? The Beast. Oh, when he came in that one time. The one, the one yeah, time. Yeah. And who's when the other he one? He stole Hannibal Lecter's. Finstock. Right. Finstock are you? Oh, that's a good question. Finstock's back. <laughs> yeah, Finstock is back. Hmm, I'd have to say it's a tie. I'd have to. I couldn't choose one mask over the other. To be honest with you, I'd like to choose my mask over Tom's, but that mask is iconic. They wouldn't have made a big deal about uh, Andrew Guy handing me my mask. So uh, I think that speaks volumes about how iconic that mask is and what it signifies. Um, that being said, I'm not done wearing the mask. You may see the mask again some point down the road, but. Uh, I think both of them are iconic in different ways. One represents a player, one represents a devious way to manage. So' we'll, so I think that's just two different things. So what about the,
1: what about the blindfold?
3: <laughs> the blindfold was in my pocket for the Oyama match oh, really? And I almost pulled it out in the second round. But I had this vibe as I was playing. I was like, no, nah, this, this is not a games. This is not a place to play games. This is like this match particular. The vibe didn't feel like a, 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 the right time to pull the mask out. So I didn't pull it out. I just, it stayed tucked into my uh, my jacket. And it still is in my suit jacket in the, in the closet. So maybe one day it'll come out again. Uh, but, you know, I'd le- I kind of pulled that one out one time too many recently. So I just kind of put it away for now. And yeah. I almost, almost did it. But it wasn't the right time.
1: How, oh, great, Josh. Okay. I was going to say, now that Finstock's back, um, yeah. what do you think about how, how he became, how he got back Oh, with, you uh, mean, with Andrew Guy?
3: Oh, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, Andrew's going to do his things. You know, uh, I, I will never buy Andrew as a face. So people can say he's a face. They can claim he's a face. But I've seen that character, and I know what that character does. You know, Andrew Guy is a great guy, but the character in the Schmodown, I don't trust that character at all and uh, probably has nefarious uh, uh, reasons for doing what he's doing, maybe trying to lobby to bring uh, team action back. Uh, and kick Riley out, which I think is a terrible thing to be angling to do. Um, uh, or he's – yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. As, right.
2: Or as, as Riley's bodyguard right now, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and do it right now because, Riley, I don't care. Y'all all play y'all's games. Y'all all get take turns switching that belt back and forth doing mm-hmm. all this stuff. But this is the year of Riley. If this coronavirus gets the hell out of the way, I'm personally trying to see Riley to both belts. Ooh, yeah. to, the, to, the, to the title Certainly and to the, to the tag titles. It.
4: Mm-hmm. And the Absolutely. man's got
2: the skills and stuff. So when he puts his mind to it, he's probably going to do it. And he doesn't get talked about enough. Well, he's oh, sure he playing some real
0: good, yeah. good matches lately.
2: He, oh, yeah. And he's,
3: it, he's been laser focused. I think that loss it, last year kind of woke him up even more. And he's been really dialed in and, and playing well, I think. Um, but, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, whatever they're going to do, they're going to do and I'll roll with it. And uh, maybe he's trying to, like, you know, corrupt the exchange from the inside out or whatever, uh, whatever game he's playing at. But I'm just happy, happy Finstock got his mask. Let me tell you something. You may think you know uh, how to deal with Finstock. You may think you know how to deal with Tom Dagnino, but you just gave him one of of his most prized possessions back, and you think you can control the animal in the cage. You're a fool. You're a fool. I, I think Dagnino and Finstock. Uh, I think this whole the decision by uh guy is going to blow up in guy's face or the, what is he? The debonair guy's face. It's going to blow up De- in the De- debonair De- guy's De- face. Oh, no,
0: he's not part of the exchange. I don't listen to it anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I meant, listen, I, I, one thing I know is, is, is uh death taxes and fist stock does whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Um, I tried having him on this show. Like, of course he could pop in the show at any moment. Just yeah. so you know, he literally sure. can pop in the show. It's his I'd show. Be, I'd love it. <laughs> um, he's my manager. And, and, God damn it! I cannot. He he told me to try to rein him in when he gets on ta- off of tangents, and I try, and okay. I try, and okay. I try, and you can't do it.
3: Man. No, you yeah, can't. let him be. Yeah, let him be.
0: <laughs> no, man. So, so like you know, I I would say the one thing I love about Finstock is like he's so smart, and mm-hmm. people don't give him credit for it. Like mm-hmm. to this day, I still think, and I talk to Justin about this all the time. One of the smartest things he did with Barbarian was giving him the fucking chinchilla. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know, giving him Elvis oh, yeah. because. Because now that he 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 strokes it after every single t- like before he answers a question, mm-hmm. it gives him that extra second to think about it before yeah. he he says his thing. Which you've seen you've seen competitors uh, blurt out answers, you know, <laughs> just hey I know it and then they get it wrong. Like right. that little extra second that he's doing patting the thing, fucking genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right. all hell all hell was Finn's
2: that soccer. a pen or was that a barbarian thing? Was that who actually came up with that
0: idea? He said he did. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's says real. he did it. Fistock, yeah, Finstock says he did it. So I'm not going back on his what he said. I'll be, <laughs> be out of a job.
1: <laughs> well, here's a here's a great question, and we were going to get to it eventually. Oh yeah, corruption, founding fathers, four. I mean,
3: yeah, I don't think, huh?
1: I don't think you're ever nervous. Oh but- no,
3: I'm nervous before every match. Are you kidding? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> if you're not nervous, you're not doing it right, in no. my opinion. Uh, I think you nerves are. Um, I just I just saw something recently was something in a movie and it was like you got to make a friend of fear once you make oh it's in 300 he says once you, if you don't be afraid of fear fear is your ally once you make a friend of fear then you know when it comes what to do with it on the field of battle and i feel this way about being nervous as well I'm nervous all the time in between before matches. I'm nervous all the time about what's going to happen. That's why I meditate before I walk out there. But then I slowly psych myself into the right frame of mind to walk out there. A majority of that, I said 90 to 95% of the time, I'm in the right frame of mind when I walk out there to compete. So competing against corruption, it, it's, it'll be great to fight them again. They're incredibly knowledgeable team um and we want to win and we want to retain those belts uh you know our goal overall goal is to match what the patriots did but we can't do that all at once we have to do it one match at a time and i think we're excited to play these guys because they think they we got lucky they think that we got lucky in orlando you know they think that the you know it was kind of a fluke a little bit the the things went there in our direction uh you know uh kalinowski likes to say front line pass well there's no front line pass now it's toe-to-toe no excuses Let's see what happens. And if we beat them, then we tie the 2-2, and then we don't have to hear from them saying, oh, we still uh, you know, have the the series lead on these guys 2-1. I think that's the motivation. I'm getting angry as I talk about it because I really want to get in that ring and show them what's up. Me and Dan are so – dialed in as a compet as, as a competitive duo right now as a tag team uh we've never been tighter stronger smarter more able to play this game than we are right now dan has come a little bit into the outlaws camp and i've come a little bit into the into uh, uh the goats camp and there's just been a great meeting of the minds and a great marriage of styles here that has worked really well and i've been desperate and nothing against matt Nost. i love matt knows matt knows i still host the top 10 we were great for the time that we were in the The schmoe down, but there I've, I've met no one who's been my tag team partner who's wanted to win as much as Dan wants to win. And that makes me bring my A game even more, you know. I mean, hell, I climbed out of a sick hospital bed to come and compete and defend those belts. So certainly, corruption's going to get me full health uh, in this situation when we go at it. So I- I'm looking forward to it. Respect the hell out of those guys, and and like I said before, there ain't nothing they got that we haven't seen already. Yeah, maybe they'll pick a new slice or they'll mess around with it, but tactics wise, it's all there. We've seen everything they can do. We're ready. And they'll probably tell themselves that, oh, they've got something new up their sleeves. I'm sure Shannon's saying whatever she's saying to, to them and to get them prepped. It doesn't matter. Once we get in that ring, we'll see who knows what and who doesn't. And at the end of the day, we'll see who's standing with those two belts and who isn't.
2: All right. Well, so what John what, what, just basically said, is corruption don't know shit. But
3: <laughs> scary, right?
2: sometimes when you that's speak that's of things, they come to fruition. And what I want to do is, is recognize the fact that the greatest hype man in. <laughs> the league period not just the finstock exchange the, one of the greatest men to walk the earth right now coming oh, in hot yeah.
5: my man what's popping roca
3: what's up bc <laughs> what up my dude how you doing doing good brother doing good just uh we just finished doing our uh a daily walk here with the masks on and uh came back here got my endorphins rolling hanging out with these fools talking on the finstock exchange podcast i'm having a blast how are you man
5: that's what's up. I'm doing good, brother. I saw I saw you uh, saw you on the show. Wanted to jump in, say hello, say what's up to my dude, Larry and Justin. What's, what's up? What's up, up guys? What's up? Yeah, what's man? up,
2: dude? I just want to point out the fact. What kind of shirt you wearing right now? Yeah, uh, <laughs>
5: What's, right, <laughs> what, what's bro, right
2: behind your head, hanging up bro. on the wall?
5: Almost. Marvel. That's a little
6: marvel. That's and a little Thor.
2: marvel. Yeah. And the oh, man's yeah. and people's gonna try to question my man. And IG. I think I see some I wonder woman.
5: I, I got the gauntlet. I I some...
0: he lives it right there. Yeah, there it there's a wonder, some... wonder woman. Uh, yeah, wonder I want see the wonder woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I see. Oh right, man, <laughs> what, what's going on, uh, Jackass? What's new? What's new with you, man?
5: Nothing, man. Just chilling. I had to jump in here and say what's up to my boy Roku. Roku. Roku, one of the few people that uh that respects the same opinion that I do that Bret Hart was overrated.
6: Yes. <laughs> Overrated. Whoa, wait one
5: second.
2: Wait. Whoa, Bro,
5: we start. We started a fight in my in my Patreon Discord, man, mm-hmm. because oh, I, I said that Bret Hart was overrated.
2: Because you open that mouth, and sometimes dumb things come out. John Roman knows how, how that works. Like sometimes he's
3: the best that almost was, Dude. the best that almost will be, the best that almost oh, well, uh, you know. I, come on,
2: I get BC's point he with the fact almost. that <laughs> I get I get BC's point <laughs> with the fact that like character work wise, yeah, he was a little boring but it was also refreshing during a time uh, when WWF was running crazy with all these crazy hype and, and promos and like uh, skits going on that he was the one man that I felt that really went for the belt matter of fact he reminds me a lot of John Rocha because no. even though John Rocha does some character work <laughs> he
7: and he's better problem, at promo <laughs>
2: no no he's better at the promo i give i give John Roca props No, to be better at promos <laughs> John Roca's natural at promos and i don't think Bret Hart was no. But the thing is, though, is John Roke has been here from the very beginning all about the belts. Same thing that my man Brett the Hitman Hart was. And when he went in there, it was execu- it, it was just well-told stories in the ring.
5: Mm. Brett was a crybaby. He was boring. <laughs> and didn't he didn't have cry while he was an, on the
2: mat when the bell rang. He didn't
5: have an ounce of talent that his brother had.
2: Oh, wow. I, I wow. No, wow. I actually think that Owen Hart was overall better. I can agree with BC there. Yeah. But I can't call Brett the hitman heart trash. The man told a great story in the ring. (laughs) He may have went home crying to his mama, you know, and all that stuff afterwards. But while he was in the ring, you didn't see that. You saw a man that broke wrestling down the way it should be broken down in the ring.
3: Yeah, but he only ruled during one of the worst times in, in professional wrestling, you know. And he's like the Bibiani of champions. It's like, yeah, I remember, but people weren't really paying attention at the time. So it's like, it's like a trans. He was a transition champion. And so to me, that's why Bret Hart doesn't get, I don't give a, him a lot of respect. It's I Hogan, did, Roca. I was playing and then uh, <laughs> jumping into Rock and Stone Cold and Triple H. Uh, uh, Bret did his best. But that being said, I mean, I totally respect Bret for what he's done in as a wrestler throughout his career. And also that dark side of the ring about the Montreal screw job is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
6: so gotta watch that one. Yeah.
5: Uh, hit, that, that old documentary, uh, Hitman Hart, Wrestling yeah. with heart
6: wrestling with shadows. That was right. really
5: good too. And you you? I- awesome. awesome. I-, I hate
0: to break up this conversation right now, but it's someone who I kind of want to bring in who, speaking uh, speaking of people,
3: how's he allowed to be on here?
4: Zip Roka, you know as well as anyone, I'm everywhere. I'm like the, I'm like the man in a bad Roger Corman movie. That's true. I was I'm trying to get a. a
5: this
3: is some, of most, hot this hot is some of hey, the most rowdy
5: was. personalities all on one podcast. I have
0: no idea what the fuck is happening. I'm just here. I'm just. <laughs> wanted,
4: I just want. I want. I want to get my opening statements in. That's
6: okay. <laughs> you have the floor. Yield the floor.
4: Do I have the floor, Mister Roka? Yeah, absolutely, bro. You always. Okay, do. first of all. Anyone who's talking smack on Brett the Hitman Hart needs to go jump out their window right now. <laughs> I think he's better than Hulk Hogan.
3: You're insane.
4: You're okay? absolutely, absolutely two. insane. All right, go ahead. Number, but when it comes to pure wrestling, he's a, he's a genius. He's born from a, no doubt. A, just a family of let's wrestlers, wrestlers, if I may. You know what I mean? But let's be real here. If we're going to compare, you know, Schmodown personalities to wrestlers... John Roca is obviously the Andre the Giant. He's the biggest thing this league's ever seen. You got to you got to say he's the most polarizing com- competitor in the game. So I say Roca is definitely the Andre. Now your boy Merle, he's like the Hacksaw Jim Duggan. he's like a cross-eyed farmer walking around. With two
3: going, dude. And dude. then your
4: boy Gucci would Gucci would definitely be the Fabulous Moolah. So that's my if I had to kind of compare you guys all to wrestlers, that's where I land on that.
3: Dude, somebody has got to get someone over there because clearly he has the coronavirus and it's gone to his head. <laughs> he doesn't have
7: an idea Rook, what the
4: fuck he's talking Rook about. Because consider be DeAndre the thing? Giant. That's every, a I, am the, every, I
5: am the Rock. He every Bret Hart, cold. every Bret Hart apologist says the same thing. But his technical ability was so good when he got in
4: the ring. He was way more fun he, to he watch was, in the ring was than was Hulk so Hogan. Good tech, more fun to watch in the ring than Hulk
3: Hogan. You're insane. Nobody, nobody cheered for the sharpshooter the way they did the leg drop, bro. Nobody. Yeah. Look, John. Not, I'm just only, not only
5: that, not only that, bro. It's not the sharpshooter. It's the Scorpion Deathlock Sting death had lock. it first.
2: All right, so, John, I do have a question. What have you right. done to Kaiser for Kaiser to come in here and kiss your ass, but then <laughs> make fun of everybody else? So, like, what have you done behind the scenes? <laughs> I think to scare this man.
3: I got, I got nothing but respect for Kaiser, and uh, I hope the fe- feeling is mutual. And uh, you know, he knows that if I was to ever jump to any other faction. The dungeon would be at the top of the list, if not what the, the f- number one uh, list. If I was, if this was ever to happen, because I respect what Thank he's you. done. Look how he prepped Robert Parker. went in there like a buzz saw that kid. Uh, so I appreciate what he's able to do, and of course Smets as well. So I respect him as a manager very much. Tip my hat that's sitting over there to him. Uh, but uh, you know, but I'm I'm with the Finstock Exchange. That's where you I'm got
0: damn he's right. part of Finstock Exchange. Yeah. Does that, say
4: does that say Jurassic BC? What's your name? There? Oh, Jack, I thought it said Jurassic because you look like See, they a can't read it. Dungeon,
5: bro. Yeah, bro. Look,
4: man, I'm, I may.
5: I may. We don't have no barbers down in Texas right now, okay? Everything's mm-hmm. shut down.
0: It's a struggle
4: right
2: now. <laughs> okay. It's a struggle right now. We've never had one in Alabama, know.
4: if you can tell. You know, I got a uh, I got a exhibition match coming again, coming up against your fearless leader.
5: Yeah, yeah. These uh, these exhibition matches are bullshit. I should have been in that
4: MCU match. Oh, the only tell them how you really feel, Lincoln, BC. You've never done anything. it
5: is,
3: BC. You've never done anything. Like you've never been, a, been. I, a, I a, know. That
1: is, <laughs> <laughs> I hate to break it oh. oh,
5: up. <laughs> I mean, come, come on now. Man. Look, like we don't have on. enough. I didn't even know this kid knew how to use a computer to not play. I'm the most hyped player to not play, bro.
3: Very true. Very true.
6: Yo, well, is that the Barbarian?
3: Yeah, the Barbarian, Barbarian. is on right now, man. That's I'm changing. Elvis. What's up, Elvis?
6: Elvis is doing well. Elvis
4: is uh, washing his hands. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, you just robbed a 7-Eleven for all the slushies and roller dogs they had in the in the joint. <laughs> damn.
7: God
0: damn.
6: There it is. Hey, Barbarian. <laughs> How you doing, man? You all right? Hold on. I'm getting... Uh... I'm getting a feedback loop. Give me a second.
3: He's getting the slushies.
6: That's usually got, just Kaiser's voice his, that you're hearing. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> definitely a party. This <laughs> is
3: a rowdy crew right I, here. I, I, <laughs> I, wish, I wish
0: I could. I wish I could hop on this wrestling conversation because I, I mean, I only watched Stone Cold. So that was it. Oh, did uh, the, bar- uh, did uh, the uh,
4: barbarian uh, find a time machine from 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 1542? Like, where's he coming from? Did he like pull a looper? Where, where's he coming from? <laughs> <laughs> what is Haskell doing with cap
3: letters now? What's what's he what's he complaining oh, about? Oh no. Oh my god! Rokus back talking us. Who am I talking
4: talk
0: about? What is wrong with it? I don't know. Haskell he's he's he's, Ed, a little, he has he's medication. Medication. Know sometimes
4: Haskell does what he wants. There you go. That's good advice. Look, that's good hey, advice. That's, no long. no no, but
5: that, but that's facts. Look. We talk shit to each other all the time. Mm-hmm. It's fine. We we have to talk oh, shit yeah. to each other because we can't talk shit to the other groups because they start crying. Oh no, it's
2: unfair. It's unfair. It's mm-hmm. like uh, stealing candy from little kids and stuff like that. Isn't if y'all started just- running y'all's mouth against other factions, the yeah. other factions ain't got a damn
3: chance. We all know that. <laughs> There's a line in Braveheart, right? The Irish guy says a man is forced to talk to an Irishman is forced to talk to God to find his equal. It's the same thing. We have to talk amongst each other to find our equal to ball bust because the other team's going to handle all we play. And we're just playing with facts. each other.
7: Yeah, sort of I, saw, I, once,
4: I once. saw backstage Jay Washington smack J- uh, BC with a piece of pizza. So if that isn't the what? ultimate ball breaking move,
5: those those are those are facts. That man. That man smacked me with, with, with pizza,
4: a with of Pizza. I got wow. it. On, I photographed it. I can uh, send it to you. That,
3: <laughs> those were the days that Jay liked eating pizza. So like you know it hurt. Him <laughs> you know it hurt him to do that.
4: <laughs> Question okay. for
3: Kaiser. Question
0: for Kaiser. Barbarian. Is the feud Vinian Barbarian still ongoing?
4: Hey, if the Barbarian wants a piece of us. I'll, I'll like. I'll gladly drive an ice pick through his kidney. It says, "Put it. Let's put sign the match." God damn! Like, hey, that's fine. Right. You can
2: drive an ice pick through the Barbarian's kidney. The man's a damn barbarian. One of the most he breaks the it. He breaks it and then cuts off your head.
4: Listen, hold on. Let me speak English to you for one second. I don't know where you're broadcasting from. Ted Kazanski's shed in the backyard, but, but let the educated guy talk. The Barbarian is is one of the best rookies in this league. This Hell man yeah. is a good 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 competitor and uh he's nasty. He's weird, which, you know, that means I like him a little bit, just the weird factor, but I think uh th- I think the ice picks ready for a match. I've been wanting to get the ice pick into singles and I think that'd be a perfect uh first match. What do you think, Broca? Barbarian. You, you talking Mancuso? Yeah, Mancuso.
3: I like Mancuso. I think he's smart. He's really knowledgeable. I worked with him before. Uh, good kid. Uh, knows a lot about movies. A little too partial for certain movies that aren't that good, uh, in my opinion. But, you know, not everybody's perfect. Uh, but he certainly knows a lot. And he certainly was giving Rachel and Ben fits throughout the match, which I really enjoyed yeah. seeing him good. needle them uh, throughout that match and throw them, throw these heels off their game it was uh, fantastic to watch so yeah i think uh, barbarian and vinnie would be great match but i think barbarian would wipe the floor with him by the end of the of the match
4: Facts. okay well, no, we'll just yeah. have to. Maybe that's an exhibition match, Roca. You can go talk to Harloff and get that one on the.
3: Park. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. You Rook, get rookie him.
4: exhibition. We match need match, to get me
5: Barry in a in in damn exhibition
6: match.
3: match. To be honest, I don't trust the gentleman who wears no sleeves on their denim jacket. On their uh, yeah, denim
4: jacket. I just don't trust the yeah, person. You, you shouldn't trust him at yeah. all. I barely <laughs> trust him. What is this kid's question? Question for Kaiser: Why? Why, are you, why you drafted a minor? Who do magic tricks? <laughs> this kid needs to go get his flashcards and, and figure out how to put a sentence together. Is he talking about all right, I, the knockout artists? Alright, I finally figured out how to get my audio straight. Oh, like, there we go. Now. Oh, there Thank you the
6: go. I'm sitting here hearing far far things far 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 in
5: a... man, have you not heard any of this? <laughs>
6: no. <laughs> no I have heard it all, but I've heard it all like five times in a row overlapping. So like I've just been living in this like loop where it's like my mind's my mind's out of control. It's crazy. First off, let me say that let me say this. The easiest way to break a nice pick is to hand it to the barbarian. I'll just snap it in half. All right. You want me to go against Mancuso? I'll say, me and Elvis go against Mancuso and
4: Mugen in a tag match. Oh, <laughs> and he will oh, win. That's like a, like God, a wrestling God. handicap match, which <laughs> makes sense for you, barbarian. No,
6: I think it would be. I think, like, look, I do agree it's a handicap match, but I'm not the one that's going in with the handicap.
4: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, you, you certainly landed in Elvis, the right faction.
6: That's Elvis, sure. gotta... Elvis has uh Elvis has a uh, you know good good uh, trivia knowledge you,
4: himself. You, you, know? you, you, Listen, you movie, landed in you landed in the right faction. You got a big mouth and a big odor coming from a weird piece of scarf coming <laughs> yeah. off your shoulder. Oh,
3: and and you win matches. You so you yeah. are in the right
4: faction. Yeah, that's yeah. True. Facts. Yes. That's, that's from all we belts. do is win. Exactly. Broca's on his game today. He's like half Bob Costas right now. He, everything he's spitting there is gold on the mic. Let me
3: tell you something, John Kaiser. You're absolutely right.
0: I mean I mean Kaiser, honestly, it's like you're doing a lot of talking for only winning one match so far this season.
6: Oh no. What are you talking oh, about? Snap. Damn, see, see, mm. even our podcast oh, hosts are
5: roasted <laughs> the damn managers. You don't know shit.
6: Damn, I don't I know mean, a damn
5: thing, role. son
4: is hey, so rowdy!
5: I dropped my phone.
4: Yeah, you know, you, you know, you dropped a can of ravioli. Okay, that's what you dropped, barbarian. First okay. of all, do I have a belt in the dungeon? I do. Next question. Next question. <laughs> accidentally, we knocked out one of the greatest who ever, lived. Who ever lived.
6: We've got we've got several belts over here in the in the exchange.
3: There, yeah, we do. We'll see if we get a chance to defend them sometime this year. Uh, I, I hope so. Yeah. It's only what April? I hope so. Yeah. Hey man, speak,
0: speaking of this defending championships, like so, so Kaiser, your boy Smets has has his upcoming match with Changer. Yeah. You know, you know how how's you can't hear him. What, what happened?
2: You've you you Mike... knocked out his audio when you gave him that right hook. He wasn't expecting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mute
2: his mic. Then knock his mic out.
6: No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
5: What is well, he must have he some, a some a of
2: that game. Alabama internet, like I got. See, that, that, that's what
7: happened.
6: Well, that's what happens,
2: well, that's what happens when you come change, on the
6: change. Your shit don't work. <laughs> no, yeah. you know, you know what it is. He wasn't paying the bills in the dungeons, so you know <laughs> the Wi-Fi <laughs> got cut off halfway <laughs> through yeah. the interview. It happens hey, all the time.
0: But barbarian, since, since you're here right now, man, like, but seriously, it's good to see you. It's good to see that you're, you're, everything is okay, man.
4: Oh, th- he's back. Yeah, maybe. How's the mic now? You can hear me. It's working. Yeah, we can hear you now. All right, great. Yeah. Um, keep, keep continue this this pile on Kaiser that you guys
6: all started. <laughs> you walked you walked into uh, our you walked into our group, man. Yeah, what you expect? I, I, was you invited, I was invited. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, that's how we yeah. treat guests. The exchange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: I think Larry has been asking a good question, man. How do you think about how you feel about this uh, 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 match with Smets and Chandra, man? I mean, uh, I was kind of in Chandra's corner, but. The more he reaches out to me to try to talk to me about stuff, the, more, the less I have confidence in the kid now going up against Kevin. I think Kevin's got just a desire to play. And, he, you know, I'm not giving anything away. Let's just say all four champions in the champion match, the four champ match uh, brought it. And uh, uh, Kevin is no slouch uh, as well. So it was incredible to go toe to toe with that kid. He is dialed in and focused. Do you think he's ready for Chandrew in a way he's never been for another competitor?
4: I think he's ready for you and Merle more more than he's ready than any for a competitor. I think he's ready to show you guys that he he deserves to be in the conversation of great champions that played this game. Now, getting back, you know, I didn't even want him studying for this match. To be honest for you, this this exhibition, he's like, please let me just give me one week, and I'm like. You know, I don't know, man. I prefer you go watch Green Lantern for the fourth time today. Oh, God. But, oh God, uh, no. but, but it is what it is. It's torture uh, dungeon. <laughs> you know, it is. Yeah, that's how, how you think we win over there. It's because we beat our competitors <laughs> in <into> submission. <laughs> we starve them. We beat them we, make them. we make them hungry. But, no, I think Chandru, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, Chandru's one of the best, if not the second best player right now in the IG. Parker's wow. got a ways to go. Parker's mm-hmm. only won one match. He didn't miss a question. He knocked the kid out. Mm-hmm. But let's be real. The second best player in this in this uh, league, in the IG, is, is Chandru. He's to be reckoned with. Now, I, he's over in the corner doing yo-yo tricks, so I don't want to talk about him, you know, his intellect. I, I don't know what you're dealing with with this guy. But I think that it, at the end of the day, Smash, smash will smash this kid. It's what's going to happen. I've never seen Smets more readiness. His attitude has changed. He's not the same competitor from last year yeah. because he always, had, he always had the game locked up. It was a matter of how to deal with the spotlight, how mm-hmm. to deal with the live events. how to, And that was where I really came in and helped that kid round that skill set out. And I feel like we're dealing with somebody new that you haven't seen yet. And that's why if indeed he does go against Parker someday, it is going to be a slug down, drag out fest. And one of those dudes will lift the other dude's hand high in the air. Like the movie Warrior, just two nasty brothers punching the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. We're ready for Chandra. We'll take him on right now in a Denny's parking lot if he wants a roll. We'll sit <laughs> f- sixteen feet <laughs> apart from each other. We'll have Smash's so me... theme music coming from an '82 Monte Carlo. We're ready to do this. I don't know. Sorry, okay. I don't know
5: if it was uh, New York or Atlanta last time I saw Smets. He wasn't. He wasn't competing. He was just there hanging out, and you could still see it in his eyes that he, mm-hmm. he was pissed that he wasn't competing. He wanted to be out there playing. Like he's that freaking hungry. The kid, the kid is ready to go. He's a champion, but he wants to keep fighting. It's insane.
6: Yeah, well, let, let me let me ask a question to both Kaiser and Roca here, then. Mm. Sorry, that's a, we've we've hijacked your show, Larry. I apologize. No, uh,
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm just here. Don't don't mind me. He's yeah. benefiting. Don't sweat it, barbarian. He's benefiting. Go ahead.
6: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, how do you guys? You know, you look. Roka, I, I know you've got the fire. You you've got not one but two huge matches coming up. You got yep. the match against Ethan for the number one contenders, and you got your title defense against uh, the uh, what those, those people who can't spell over in corruption. And then, uh, you know, Kaiser, Smets, <laughs> and Kaiser SmackDown his baby. Like, how how do you guys keep up the you know your keep up the intensity without getting it burned out? Because we have no idea when we'll ever have a match again.
3: Uh, Well, I'll go first real quick. Uh, having these exhibition matches has kind of made me study more. So it's like it's good to have those – to kind of sharpen the edges and keep the knife sharp you know, against the stone, I'm still sharpening. And uh, also having the motivation to beat Corruption again, having the motivation to show Ethan that I can give him an even better game than I gave him when I was the champion and lost the belt to him, those are my motivations. Uh, and, yeah, it feels weird because we're kind of in this amorphous, uh, amoeba-like place. Things are flowing where they're flowing. Uh, but you know, the only thing you can do is take advantage and get yourself ready. And there's so many categories I'm still not 100 percent great on, so it's more motivation uh, to uh, get prepped for it. It's more time too. Yeah,
6: that's true. So, Kaiser, what, what, what are you what are you doing with Smets in the dungeon? How are you go, How are you guys keeping him from just burn burning out? Because he hasn't had a match since December.
4: Yeah, true. You know, well, so, right. Currently, I just baked about 14 baked potatoes. I'm going to throw into the cellar where he's studying, watching right, <laughs> right now. So that's why I'm kind of on the move right now. I've got to, I haven't fed the kid in two days, so I figured, you know, now's a good as a, I got a big sack of potatoes. So, hey, in, t- in trying times, man, that's what you want to eat is potatoes. I mean, I'll oh, yeah. know your history, you know. But anyways, uh, we're, we're getting ready for this. thing. You know, we're, we're keeping busy. It's, it's hard. I'm, I'm, it's, you know, it's like I'm trying to get keep playing online poker so I can keep bringing money into the dungeon. It's the only source of income. Right now we're not getting any money for these exhibition matches, so it's tough to keep the lights on right now to be honest with you. Or the so, Wi Fi, right? Tell me about it. Right now I feel like I'm talking to you from a speaking spell. I don't know what's going on with this, <laughs> this, this flip phone that I'm this razor that I'm using that I mm-hmm. I think it's an old burner phone I'm on right now.
3: It probably is. <laughs> Been stuck probably threw it too.
4: <laughs> I mean, yeah. so Kaiser so like, <laughs> so
0: Kaiser like you have a champion in Smets, and then you have a rising star seems in Robert Parker, and obviously you're giving those two a lot of your attention. Um, are you still sharing the love when it comes to like you know where's Zipper?
4: You know where's the other guys? You know are they? Zipper's been in stealth mode. I mean he's he's really kind of locked himself away and make he's making a run at singles. Uh, that we, we're getting him out of IG. I want him. I want him facing you know the Andrecos and the and the Rokas of the world someday. You know, I, I mean, truth be told, if, if Oyama was still with me, Roka wouldn't have had such an easy match. But you got to give credit where credits due. He beat the kid. Uh showed that mm-hmm. he's a, still a champion in this league. Zippers say, you- a different player. Zippers a different player. Zippers gonna have a match coming up against. Um, what's her name? Jessica Rabbit. I can't remember her name. It used to be in corruption. Stacy Howard. Stacy Howard. Yeah. That's gonna be the best match you see all year long. Wow. Prediction. That's what? the I... best match
3: you've seen. You know Dan and uh, Ben was this year. Yeah. <laughs> <Is> that <laughs> that count effing insane, year. man. I thought that was yeah. last year.
6: No. <laughs> Especially right, well, you it's Jack. Second, yeah, it's this this year is April. Match, yeah. Last year was March. I get That's it though. Like, it feels like Christ. it
3: feels like that was a lifetime ago, man. Yeah. Okay. I want you okay. to Every, hear every this,
4: day's man. Wednesday right now, Robby. no dude, to begin
3: let me tell you something, Jackass.
2: I just want to point this out because you are one of the newest players on here besides the Barbarian. Barbarian can learn something from this either. You want to know what separates the good players from great players? The great that? players, The great players have a shrine always behind them like John Rocha does to himself. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what makes you great. That's right, Tom. When you're that good that you set up a shrine for yourself because you can't pick anybody else to have a shrine to, that's when you know you made the top.
3: That's the truth. That's the truth. I got, I
5: got right my now? own you, you, fan art rings? From
3: fans all over and my Some place. popcorn, <laughs> <laughs> Some popcorn. This yeah. Yeah.
6: I'll show. <laughs> I'll, show, I'll, show I'll, I'll take. I'll take this sentimental real quick. Show you guys my shrine. This is my shrine behind me here. Oh. My shrine. My shrine to my wife, my queen, no. my goddess, my inspiration. Absolutely. Good stuff, man. Going through some tough times yeah, right bro. now, Absolutely. and uh, you know we're taking it day by day and just hoping things get better and. You know, we appreciate all the love and support we've been receiving from everyone out in the schmodown community and everyone else that's been reaching out. Truly appreciate it. means means the world to me.
2: Yeah. No, nah, man, that's awesome for you to feel that way and to have that kind of stuff set up and to have that kind of mentality in a trying time like anybody. Like, we talked about it last week a little bit uh, with Larry, and we was talking about it with Mark Riley um, mm-hmm. and stuff. And then, like, even John Roke has even talked about his hard times that he's went through in his lifetime and stuff like that. And it's always tough, man, to keep. To keep centered and focused, that's all you got to do, man. Find a rock in your life that you can hold on to, and just don't drown. That's it. That's all you got to do.
1: Yeah.
6: yeah. Sorry, BC. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I hate to do this, for everybody, but uh, we're going to have to say goodbye to a few of our new guests. Uh, all right. So, all right,
7: no, that's so all good.
0: Kaiser, and-
7: actually, Jack-
0: Jack- actually, Barbara, I'm going to keep you on for a little bit, but Kaiser and Jackass, it was good to yeah, have I'm you a, on there. I'm,
5: I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Ro- Hey, Roca, I got a. Uh, I got a podcast idea I want to run by you. I'm going to spit it out to you. I'll send you a message here in a couple of days or so.
3: As a guest, I'm down. I mean, how many more All right, shows? My brother. There, okay, yeah. I know,
5: right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, my dude.
2: I'll Roku does anything me. as a
4: test to the, to the day. <laughs>
3: yeah. oh, it's, my, it's my faction's exchange podcast. I'm I, doing it.
4: I think there's a solar uh, solar f- uh, flare or something going on. It keeps knocking me out.
3: Can we talk about uh, Kaiser's uh, white Adidas jacket from when he was a prepubescent baby at 12 years old that he posted on Facebook? <laughs> mm, oh, holy shit. Mm. I think that guy stole the gold chain off my neck one time. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <You> <laughs> like these I was rocking Adidas back in eighth grade, okay? I learned from the Run DMCs of the world. I know, I know. it's shell Tops. Beastie, Beastie Boys and Run DMC and Metallica. That's where I got my fashion sense from.
3: Respect, man. I can't wait for that documentary this week. I can't wait to watch Which that one? shit. Uh, The the Beastie Boys story It's dropping on Apple TV Is that Mm. Thursday night isn't the it's Spike Jones directed.
4: Spike Jones. Yeah, Spike
3: director. Jones directed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing a review oh, on the channel for it, so I'm looking oh, forward to watching it. I Can't wait that. to
4: see that. They're my. Yeah. I mean, I, I just say, like I always said. I think Led Zeppelin's the greatest band of all time. But mm-hmm. if I could be in any band, fuck, so you'd be the Beastie Boys by a landslide. Yeah. You are yeah. actually speaking facts right now, Kaiser. <laughs>
0: like, I want, to try to find something that you say like to make me upset. But right now, you're, you're, everything you think is true.
4: Led Zeppelin's <laughs> the not greatest often, band of it's ever not often you scoundrels agree with me. That's the thing. It's kind of unsettling. It took 20 beers in an Orlando airport for Roka to trust me. You know what I mean? It's true. We had to close, <laughs> we had to close down the chilies in the Orlando airport to become friends. So, you know.
0: Fair point. Absolutely. Hey, but, uh, but, but Kaiser, actually, Worth next it. week you're going to be on the, the show with, uh, with, with, with good old Gucci himself. <laughs> oh! Gucci, mm. The mask is back, huh? Right, the mask mm. is back. Are you ready for it?
4: Oh, I'm always ready for Gucci. Put us on right now. We'll go three hours. It'll be like the Jerry Lewis telethon, but with idiots. Well,
0: you, here's the thing. Right now, I just hit up. I just hit up Gucci. Man, he said he's like in Cambodia or something right now. Like he's yeah, he's, worked, he, he's
4: Well, he's he, shooting new <laughs> scenes for Lil Bobby and the Juice in Cambodia.
3: In Cambodia. Yeah. I, something I'm like actually
4: that. doing. Uh, spoiler alert. I I am a guest voice on nice. the, the latest edition of Lil Bobby and the Juice. I'm not gonna tell you who or how, but I'm just gonna tell you when I come to Lil Bobby and the Juice, that's gonna be some shit. Because that is the best show on the internet. Let's face facts. Little Bobby
3: yeah. season one was pretty good. Roka, can we see you on Little Bobby? Uh, he'd have to ask. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would depend on the role, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 there's some real X-rated fair, shit fair, going on fair, in that. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that Roka uh, can't uh, get us oh, up in any more trouble, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, honestly, <laughs> Like listen, that, that OJ episode, in- I was like, <laughs> <eww>. oh, so- <laughs>
4: Yeah, that, that hey, does, hey, does can we all good. can we all agree that Tom Dagnino is a defender of the First Amendment? God bless him for it. <laughs> He's a no, defender
3: and offender of the First Amendment. Absolutely. <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: No man, we we, we all love true, Gucci Don. here. That's
7: true. Yeah.
0: No, so we, we all love Gucci here, man. Uh, oh, Triple Threat: Finstock Stock versus Kaiser versus. Oh man, God damn it, Haskell! You got me. Fuck. <laughs>
3: Oh, that's a flirting flouse. I don't
0: yeah, yeah. know. It's a, it's a I, I set myself up for that. I saw a question. I just jumped on it. I should have read did. it first. You did. Oh, man. Uh, but, no, I, you, I tried to
4: get – Oh, go I'd say I tried to get Gucci to be my manager on Schmo Bates against Smets, but he was <laughs> shooting little Bobby in the juice, so I called in the hitman Hannah at the last minute to make oh, nice. on Schmo. If you haven't seen me versus Smets on Schmo Bates, it's probably the best one they've ever done. Mm. Uh, i have to disagree i actually went up yeah. against
0: my wife on schmo base and i hear that was a pretty good
4: one
3: i have to disagree i went up against Bibiani, and i know that was a pretty <laughs> good one. <so. laughs> Y'all can yeah, both you all can know what it,
0: yeah. Yeah, you know what? i think you're right if i beat him by
3: the way i don't care what he says <laughs>
0: uh kaiser it was really good to have you on can't wait for next week thanks thanks but uh yeah okay now we're back on track oh wait barbarians is. here okay <laughs> barbarians here <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay uh actually That's barbarian nice. i want i wanted i wanted to talk to you so john i'm not sure if you saw last week's episode we had rb3 on oh yeah what do you do what do you say so actually we had rb3 on and we had a pretty good game that we were playing and uh barbarian did you want to
6: yeah i mean work? i i, I want i'm going to issue an open challenge i could issue the challenge to you john if you want to play but i'll take <laughs> anyone on fan uh, competitor, uh, even some you know, reprobate like Kaiser, mm-hmm. that six degrees of separation that Larry <laughs> was bringing with uh, our RB3 last week. I love RB3, but I was just sitting there listening to the episode saying, you know, just just like fucking answer the question, like, you don't, this is so easy. How did it take you three steps to get from uh, Tom Hiddleston to Idris Elba? They're in Thor oh. together. Come on,
3: well, I've I played this for many years. What are you yeah. talking about? I like yeah. this game. He's it in line at the at the parks, the theme parks. Me and exactly. my crew, we would play that all the time.
0: Yeah, so so last week we played it with RB3, and guy. Okay. He, he pissed a lot of people off because he just couldn't get there. <laughs> <laughs> he,
3: just, he just couldn't yeah. get there. RB's a good director. He's not a good recaller. So yeah. that's, mm-hmm. kind of, that's what you're dealing with there. But he's a great director and a good human being for sure. No, so
0: we're definitely going to do that at some point,
3: uh, Barbarianus. We're just going to wish you on there to play that at, at some point.
0: Um, if you're down for it, John, I'm not sure if you ever want to play it, but you know we could definitely. De- sure,
3: do it. I'm down. I, I love
0: that game. It's fun. Okay, fuck it. Let's do it right now, then. Would we'll we'll you give you one question? One. Oh. <laughs> <All right. laughs> we'll give you one question. I'm just going to derail oh, right to right de- right round this whole right show. All right, so uh, let me see. <sighs> Will Smith to Jamie Foxx.
3: to the closest.
0: And by the way, I am not going to spotlight game. on me. I am Ew. not good. This I game. got a
6: big spotlight on me now, so it's a, all right. Let's see here. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It it just came. It just came to me.
2: This is supposed to be a practice question, Larry. <laughs>
6: yeah,
2: no, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> He's I'm
6: embarrassing sorry. us. No,
2: I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry.
2: <laughs> what an asshole. I guess I'll be taking over next week.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just rattled, man. I just had all these people on and I just <laughs> no, I can, I can mm. give us some
6: thought.
3: Yeah, my it's brain like- is my brain is going is going dead right now.
6: Oh yeah. man, it's hard. Right. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't uh, prepped for I, this one. I know. That's, but that's but I, can, I can yeah, I can Go. get there. I just I just am trying to get there in as few steps as possible. I right,
3: mean,
2: right,
6: can, right. You know? Well,
2: Take another swig of that. It should help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, you know what? We'd make the perfect character together if you had my beard with your
6: hair. Oh yeah. See, I got my beard gets too itchy when I grow it out, though. Also, mm-hmm. gets too gray. So <laughs> that's another reason I don't grow it out.
2: Mine's actually red. You just can't tell when it's
0: uh on this. But in that don't worry. The next time we do this, we'll actually have. No, little no, little no. Little
6: no, little I, little. no, I, I got, it. I got. It. Here, let me, let me, let me go with mine. We'll see how how, how quickly I can get. Okay. There. Okay. All right. So fuck. All right. <laughs> it's tough. All right. This this is this is a this is a long roundabout way. Okay. Um fuck. Okay. Will Smith,
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
6: was in Enemy of the State with Gene Hackman. That's one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gene Hackman was in um, The Royal Tenenbaums with Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller was in Tropic Thunder with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was in Collateral with Jamie Foxx. Four stars. Wow! So it's not. It's that's a little bit of a long one, but uh, you know, I feel like. Will Smith
3: uh, and Jada Pinkett Smith were in Ali. Jada Pinkett Smith was in Collateral with Jamie Foxx.
0: Oh fuck! How would you feel if I told you Jamie Foxx
3: was also in Ali? There he goes, Will Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Oh there he got him oh, a gun. Man. Good one. Oh spaghetti's in that movie. They were man. in the same movie. <laughs> rumble. Uh, young man rumble. Ah uh, Yeah, that's right. That's
2: right. Yeah, nice. the champ is-
0: no, so that's that's the kind of the game we played last week. And so uh, actually we we're gonna we we're gonna oh, make some rules on I- it.
6: I need a redeemer there. I need a redeemer. That okay? You guys either. just shut me up like that after I made my open challenge. It's so it's to,
0: I mean, this is. I mean, we have, we're having Roka. If, if Roka's okay with it, I don't want to. I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it. I was just checking a text. Oh, yeah, go. Go yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, uh, Justin, you got a person? Hell no. Okay, cool. That's what's up. <laughs> way, way to play. My dog's uh, eating
2: my toes, man.
0: Okay, so let me
3: think. Oh, me that's think. a cutie. Look at that thing.
6: That's awesome. Cal too.
3: That's Cal too.
6: Mark Riley gave me the so permission, permission to name after Cal. dog.
3: Oh, my God, he's beautiful. That's awesome. Oh, God, I can't think of a question. All right, you know, I got to go in 20 minutes, so. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Or we go on a run of these people's
0: questions here. Oh, yeah, so here's a question. What seven's film features Jeff Goldblum riding a three-wheeled motorcycle?
3: Oh, what's up? What's up, Brendan? Um, Isn't it uh, Death Wish? Wasn't he in the Death Wish, one of these Death Wish movies, I think? Oh, wow. Is that an ATV, a 3 wheeled motorcycle? Is that an ATV, or is that not an ATV? A- was
0: ATV. is like the four-wheeler. The okay, wow. no, no,
3: ATV has three wheels, right? I thought. Oh well. Uh,
0: okay. Any uh, questions, to...
3: questions? For fuck's sake, let's go. Question, question
0: for Roka. What have you learned from the new players joining the exchange, like the Barbarian?
3: Oh man, that's a good question. I'll tell you what I learned: not to um, discount their knowledge coming into the game, and also Barbarian. Well, Barry and I have been working something out, prepping me for a certain match. So um, I really appreciated that. Um, so I discovered really quickly how knowledgeable this kid really is, how dialed into the game he is, and how respectful he is to all of us, which is uh, you know, not expected but it's always it's always appreciated. And so uh, that's what I would say. And you know, there's I don't think there's any uh, and BC's always been around the game. So nothing new to report there. Cody has played, Gray's played, uh, and Emily's played, but um BC uh, but Barbarian is the first one who's walked in and kind of like shook all of us up because he had so much knowledge. I mean, the fact you've got veterans who have won multiple titles turning to him. I mean, Ben flat out admits that he came up with a game plan with uh, with uh, uh, the Barbarian to take on Dan. So it's like the, the fact that Barbarian was in, involved in this situation so quickly tells you the amount of faith people have in our crew in his knowledge and his ability to prep someone for a match. That's what I, thought I would say. All
6: uh, right. Uh, I would like to say I truly appreciate that, John. And also, I said this when I was on the podcast, but I feel like more people will watch yours than mine. So <laughs> I just wanted to say that, the, you know, going into my first match, the the, the entire exchange, and particularly you, John, because you're the first one that spoke up. When I reached out to the group and said, hey, I might have a match tomorrow, what can you tell me? You were the first one. You know, you you were all insanely valuable in prepping me for that match. I changed what wheels I was going to put on the board based on your, um, your knowledge and your advice. And, you yeah. uh, know, I, I consider that a team victory because of it. And, uh, you know, you know, you say, I, you know, I come in with respect for you. Of course I have respect for you and I have respect for, you know, the whole team you guys have, you, you know, you, you guys have been doing this so well for so long and you have, you know, done everything Every, you know, you deserve everyone's respect. That's, that's what I believe. Very kind of you.
3: Thanks brother. Thank you. Uh, And you know, I think everything, every, and I'll say that's a thousand percent, Every match we've won is the exchange. We've won is the exchange. That's the way I look at every match we win. We're winning as a faction together. We're prepping each other. We're getting each other squared away. Yeah, it's person in the ring or, or a tag team in the ring, uh, you know, fighting the match, but it's all of us involved in getting people ready and getting their nerves settled so they know what to expect uh, going into a match. And I think that's great because so many people think we're just sitting on our laurels with these tag, with these belts, you know, tag teams and singles belts sitting in our faction. That's not true at all. We are as hungry without the belts as we would be as – we're as hungry with the belts as we would be without the belts. And I think that's why I enjoy being on this faction because that's why we battle so much with each other because we all want to be champions. We all want that strap on our shoulders – or around our waist and that motivates us. The noise from the other factions is just noise to us, man. Honestly, it's just noise to us. We are focused on just laying the groundwork for every faction to come after us and that's kind of our goal.
2: Yeah, people like wanna say because like I kind of almost say it in a joking way, almost like I'm cutting a promo, like these mm-hmm. other people don't have a chance, but the the reality is they don't. Like y'all keep the belts like you've been doing and going at each other because y'all are some of the best players. Like what is The only way they could make it fair is, like, what, to hold a champion back from being at a live event? Like, oh, well, we can't let you because y'all are doing so good, and they can't do that. Mm -hmm. So y'all are going to keep getting live matches when it does start back up again. Y'all are going to be at the forefront and going to still win. You got somebody like the barbarian that's gonna get in a tournament, like a, oh, yeah. a singles tournament, and just rush. he's gonna go through there and at least make it to the finals, maybe yep. even further than that.
7: Yep. Because the man yep.
2: knows his stuff. Even though it took him a second to come up with that six degrees question, I was impressed at the route he took to get there. <laughs> like that route that he took, even though it wasn't the shortest, was pretty damn crazy to get yeah. the you know to those moments and know who's playing in those movies. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: I I
3: don't, he's that. a he's a champion in, in waiting. I know for sure. Now, I'm
0: very excited for, for Barbarian's future. I, I definitely can't wait for the free-for-all to come back to see how, how Barbarian fares in the in the free-for-all. Mm. Um, and, and and also to see kind of where where you're going to go, John, because like I said, when we were talking about like the history of the Schmodown and stuff like that, and, and your mark in it. You kind mm. of see these waves that you kind of go through. You kind of see mm. these ups and downs that a player yeah. has. Um, and we were having a conversation, with, uh, Justin and I were having this conversation with Riley, and about we're kind of seeing this, uh, resurgence of Riley right now in mm-hmm. the way that he's been playing. But I think that we're kind of in this really cool era with you, uh, where you seemed since you're pairing with Dan, you've seemed to be just as aggressive, mm-hmm. but you've also seemed to be more uh dialed in, way more focused in play. Um but before you were just like firing everywhere, just like rattling mm-hmm. off a machine gun. But before mm-hmm. now you seem to snipe. You know you you see see yeah to be honing in
3: well Um, i'm more comfortable now than i've ever been mm -hmm. and i don't mean comfort comfortable like sitting up putting my chair my feet up and and taking off my slippers i mean comfortable like of my place in the legacy of the schmodown you know for many years it was about me fighting to be dan fighting to be riley fighting to be respected like a lot of the greats are even cushing you know because she's such a sweetheart people just automatically loved her my my path was different my path was full of the heel stuff my path was full of a lot of battles within com- between competitors and i off camera my ba- my my thing was littered with battles with fans on social media and on the facebook group and on the youtube uh, comments so it wasn't the easiest of routes to get to where i wanted to get to and i suffered some of the most public defeats or most uh, uh, ridiculed defeats that you'll see you know the jane fonda best now yeah, those are all jokes but behind them is this feeling of like it's funny to make fun of him for it so mm-hmm. i nobody else gets uh, pilloried the way i do about those uh, losses nobody goes at riley for any of his losses or or dan for any of his losses or anything of that effect so i have had to take that on that extra level of stuff on and still come back and do it And rachel said this to me the other day she goes i didn't know you had a fourth wind in you. And I'd even think about it that way as a fourth wind, uh, to come back and play and be stronger. And the truth is, I said this after Orlando, you stick around long enough, you never know what can happen. If you keep fighting, keep pushing, keep keep studying, keep getting back in the ring, you never know how the chips may fall in your favor. And, the, and things open up for you because it because I, I tell you, there were many, many times that I've been frustrated in this game, frustrated and being unable to get over the mountaintop in certain ways. And so to be back dialed in, it's great. And this may be my last run. And then when it's over, I'll retire and I can retire with my head held high and with no regrets. And I think that was the number one thing I wanted to get to. Uh, and I've gotten there. And so there's a, a more relaxed approach to the game. Uh, that allows me to be more dialed in and aggressive and hungry and snipe the way I do because I know I have confidence walking into matches uh, when I play.
2: I, I give you a lot of props because, like, now I give you some crap before, but I'm going to give you a lot of props, John, and you got my respect for one reason and one reason only. At the very begin, beginning, before people ever realized, like, how big this was, Andrew Guy came in after you had set the trail with, like, being the hill. Yeah. Like you're the only person I truly understand. I think, besides Guy, maybe, is the only two people in this league that actually knows how to be a heel, right? Like the correct way. Mm -hmm. It's all about going in there.
7: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm my job is supposed to. When I get done, I should go on Facebook and see the most hateful things almost said about me, and the most the worst it is, the the more it's like me just uh, just swimming in the 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 cheers, you know, like Mm -hmm. that a that a face would get. The hill's the total opposite. So when you're calling me an SOB, that means I'm did my job. <laughs> and that's how it goes. That's how being a hill is. Yep. And uh like you came the closest and guys came the close two of the yeah. closest people to actually understanding that, right? Like I think a big part of the down right now is like a little bit more communication. Maybe Christian would like the help he's getting, you know, and this you know, he's not as busy as what he used to be in the first part of the game. Mm-hmm. Maybe that could be explained better. Maybe he can get up with the competitors here and there. And do like a little bit of a better communication because like some of this stuff is like straight up one hundred percent, just like hey I'm coming up to you. You got anything personal you don't want me to talk about? Good. All the rest of us came. Everything I say, everything I say is for the show. Right. You know, we good. Hug each other. Go out there and then I cut my promo. There should yeah. be no issues. Like and I get it where some of these characters maybe because they didn't understand it fully, but yeah the the, the heel thing is just look er, the worst thing you could say about me is I would I would clap I would like mm. your post because that's what I'm supposed to do.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, Rachel said it best, right? A lot of these, and she says it over and over again in the Facebook groups and whenever she posts stuff, she says people need to understand a lot of people get into this league to win matches and to show their knowledge of trivia, the wrestling part of it, the character part of it, the heel face part of it is harder for them to grasp if they're not actually either actors or have watched professional wrestling for quite some time. Because look, Mm -hmm. some of your favorite villains are heels in movies. So they're a heel. You know, Scarface is a heel. Uh, Tony Soprano is a heel. These are heelish people doing terrible things but they have a charm to them, which is why you can't take your eyes off him. That's why The Rock was such a great heel because he you hated the crap he was pulling and the cocky condescending way he'd deal with things, mm-hmm. but he had a charm to the way he was doing it, a purity. Uh, you know, just a period of the way he was doing it that made you want to watch everything he was doing. And mm-hmm. Piper is the same way. Piper, one of the best heels to ever do it. If uh, people forget how great Piper was, is heel. same thing. He was so good at the, the quick jab in the eye and laughing at you as you fell down. He's just so good at that kind of thing or goading the crowd, things of that nature. So you got to do it. That's what some of these people don't understand when they get into They play here. They're like, why do they hate me? I want the adulation. You got to earn the adulation by playing the heel for a while. You Ad- as you're doing. And around. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. As because you're doing
2: at, what you're doing the, is people yeah. booing you, right? Like these people are yeah. doing that, but it's kind of like being at a play, right? And you're the bad guy in the play. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I hate your guts. And then the play's over with, and they stand up and give you a
6: standing ovation because right. you are right. you were yeah. the key star of the show. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That, well, it's like, do you, uh, if you, anyone who follows wrestling, uh, The New Day, hmm. The New Day, when they were first put together, they were supposed to be a face team and they were a boring ass face team. And then they turned them heel and they became one of the, one of the greatest heel factions of all time to the point where the fans loved them as heels. And then they went, you know, then they Mm. turned face again and now they're Mm. the most, they're some of the most over faces in the company, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But John, I want to go back to what you were saying before and just say that I 100% agree with almost everything you said, except for the part where you say, you think this might be your last run. I'm not, I'm just saying that I feel like you're the TB12 of this league. You, are, you can play for another decade. You've got it in you. You can do. You can. You can decide your own fate. You are. You are a living legend, my friend. Well, thank you, Barbara We'll see. We'll
3: see. I mean, I'm not watching movies at the clip, uh, you know, not being a collider anymore. I don't have that access to all those movies uh, as I did before. But, of course, I'm building up my own outlet. So maybe yeah. that will change. If that changes, that will keep me sharp and keep me fresh uh, about all the movies that are coming out. And so I'll still have that knowledge in me. It helps.
6: Well, fortunately, no movies are coming out anymore.
3: Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> we hey,
6: have a uh, number <laughs> of films now
0: so so tonight i know that the jordan documentary is dropping um so james davidson is asking for roca is the outlaw documentary the high point in your legacy in the league
3: or is there more to come i would say the outlaw documentary is the point where everything changed for me what you were just talking about like um more comfortable sniping all that that was like that was the final thing that got me over the hump and uh seeing people's uh seeing the my fellow competitors words in that documentary was really moving and touching and because they've never told me any of that stuff like that's the thing that was Mm mind-blowing stacy's never said that rachel's never said that to me personally neither is sam or or you know kevin has um, and I was proud of that moment that Kevin re, uh, uh, related in the documentary when I went up and talked to him after he lost to Kalinowski because I thought it was important. You know, I'm not the dad of the league, but there are moments where I feel I can step in and talk to a competitor and kind of guide them out of a bad moment. So that was that was a sense of pride for me. That whole documentary to see how many people actually noticed what I've done or appreciate what I've done because uh, I haven't always been the most liked. And so in uh, backstage. <clears throat> So uh, and I think that's a mix of jealousy and a mix of uh, uh, of frustration of people feeling like I'm getting the rub, uh, but I'm winning. And when I'm winning, I'm getting the rub. That's how it works. Uh, And also the way I handled things with Christian and talking to Christian and wanting to have shots. You know, people mistook my aggressiveness to play the game my desire to play the game as kind of pushing other people aside it wasn't at all it's just my desire to play the game christian at the end always was the ultimate decider in things so that's the thing so to see all my fellow competitors say all that kind of stuff was really great um but i think there's another outlaw documentary out there that could be made that's even more incisive, that it's just my story. And yeah. maybe down the road, someone will do that and interview, because Dan wasn't interviewed enough. Riley uh, wasn't interviewed enough. My girlfriend wasn't interviewed uh, enough. So there were a number of competitors that I played. Mance, uh, you know, there are a number of people that I've played in um, in battle that I think would have liked to have had uh, some words and have told me so that they didn't, they're mad, that they or they're upset they didn't get a chance to um, to talk on the documentary. So. Um, I, I will always say beating Dan is my number one thing. That nothing will ever beat that because I set a goal and it took me a year to get there, and I overcame a lot of great competitors to get there and win it. That will always be the high point uh, for me in that way. But be, but Orlando was great too. So
0: <laughs> no, for, for sure. And, and I know you have to get ready to go in a little bit. Mm-hmm. I just want to say this: like when, when you when you're talking about like the the legacy and the impact that you make, I think Christian would even agree that it was your turning into the outlaw, which helps solidify the schmodown proper, like it, it, as, as turning it from the the gimmicky thing that was on the podcast show to like, okay, we can make something out of this because of your representation um, and what you did. So like when you're th- talking about legacy, like you're talking about the fact that I am right now talking on the fence, I like Exchange podcast. This is all made call to action podcast has made, you know, you're talking about the Sen network, all those things, the Andrew guys, big pop, when he came up at the end, right. That they're talking about the live events.
3: Yeah.
0: All of those things are domino effects based off of what you did um early on back in, in season two. So and you
2: had to take the heat for it, man. Yeah. All the light. And you know, like some people just don't know how to talk. Right. So they, they mm. went personal. They probably didn't mean it as personal. They just hated your character. Mm -hmm. They got mad and said some things that were personal that they probably didn't even mean really, but they they just didn't know how to explain it better. So they just went that way. Yeah. You had to take those things, man. You had to live with it. And that is the hard part, but it's also the part to let it just go because that's your job. Your jobs to make people hate your guts.
3: Yeah. At that time it was. And, um, who knows? I may have one more heel run left in me. You never know. Oh, yeah, with Dan. I mean, you know, I, with Dan. I don't, I don't enjoy that Andrew keeps saying he's the greatest heel in the game, son. I created it. You can <laughs> say all you want to say. I built it, I built it. And uh, I, if I ever went full heel, uh, Andrew's heel uh run would look like a uh, five year old. Uh, I would absolutely. Just decimate that run with the things I would do. Um, and uh, oh, Chris and I have talked about it. And this, uh, I was, if I had lost in Orlando, there was certainly a conversation that I would turn on the horseman completely and just eviscerate them all in some way uh on the mic and then play them all uh during a run uh in the title but we ended up winning the title so talking, uh, you're we're talking
0: we're, ice cube and even nwa man yeah kind of
3: yeah kind of yeah I mean <laughs> yeah kind of <you> know? somebody <laughs> needs to tell god that just because
2: you tackle a couple people and take a share shot that doesn't make you the greatest <laughs> heel of all time. Well
3: look to be fair guy's done a fantastic I don't want you know guy's done a fantastic job uh being a heel but I will never seed the number one spot to him ever uh, because I built it and built it with Christian. I want to make sure that's fair because I think Christian deserves credit. We did this together in terms of the conversations, right? I mean, I didn't jump into anyone's interview without Christian approving it and talking to the other person. I want to make that very clear. Uh, but he said to me, I need a heel. Can you carry this weight? Because I think this is going to make the difference. So I'm just proud I was able to do it. I'm proud I was able to do it well enough to build everything out from here. I don't take credit for it. I just went playfully when I'm playing the heel and stuff. Like, I will take credit for it. But honestly, it was me. St- it was me doing it with Christian and then people taking that cue and figuring out their place in creating their characters. Uh, and Ben's always been very vocal that I, they saw what I did and they realized mm. what it could be. So mm. that's the thing at the end of the day, I'm proud to have laid the groundwork uh, and I'm happy that other people have found their voice in the schmodown who were maybe shy or who were maybe introverted or weren't sure about being in front of people or in front of the lights. um, I'm proud that there was an avenue for them to go that they could create a character they could escape into that Mm -hmm. isn't them and they could like enjoy the adulation and the fans and the ups and the downs of being in this league. So in that way, I take a little bit of pride in that.
2: I was trying to start something, John. (laughs) But you <laughs> I
3: know you were. I know you were. Be patient. Well, it will start itself. Don't you sweat? <laughs> no. it. Don't
6: you sweat? I want. To, I want to jump in real quick and say, say, Roka, you are the Chris Jericho of the league to me. You are someone that can turn healer face on the drop of a dime. People will be behind you as the face. They will. They will hate you as the heel. Yeah. They will understand and they understand what's really going on. And you're your performance is what allows that for your, your abilities as an actor, as well as a competitor, make you the, the perfect heel for the heel, heel slash face for our league. So you can do barbarian one and that
2: was perfect like dude. That. because straight up 100%. You got to think about it also. And this could fit this narrative. Chris Jericho is doing some of his best work. At the so-called twilight of his career, right Agreed. now, in the AEW, mm-hmm. and that could per- perfectly mirror what John Roca does. Say like, if it's not this year because of the virus, maybe we get a full eight season, and on that <laughs> season we get to see it. But in that, you know, in that twilight of this career, if you want to look at it that way, uh, you you can be that right. You could do the best you've ever done, even though it's at the end.
3: I'd I'd like to have an NJPW run with the makeup on my face like he did. That was a fantastic (laughs) heel run that he had in NJPW recently. I would love to do something like that. Trust me, to put the mask as a makeup on my face, uh, that would be brilliant. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's sick. Uh, Well, John, it's
0: been so great to have you on today. Is there anything else that you want to plug or anything?
3: Yeah. um, Let me say something to Ethan Irwin and to Corruption. Get ready, boys. Get ready. I've been sitting in this apartment, in this place going insane. That hat staring at me, that mask staring at me, that belt staring at me because I want to get in the ring and fight and fight. There is no timid outlaw. There's no scared outlaw anymore walking into these matches. I am determined, I am driven, and I am hungry more than anything else to win to add more wins to my legacy to catch up to the goat himself so that maybe someday on that Mount Rushmore I can look over at him and just smirk and know that I am maybe just a little bit closer to the one spot than he was yeah that's right and Damon don't forget I want (laughs) that ass so bad (laughs)
5: So bad, so bad. Oh, so bad. Later on, so. But no,
3: but thank you so much for having me on. Please follow me at, at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram, and of course, please come and subscribe to my YouTube channel www.youtube.com slash John Roca says it's the Outlaw Nation channel. Doing a lot of content on there. And then some new stuff coming. I got a Star Wars show coming real soon. Uh, and then I'll be adjusting some things. I'm thinking about doing kind of like the Roca show. Just its own two-hour thing every night. We talk about everything. And people come in if they want. I'm talking about entertainment, sports, politics, whatever. Controversial shit. It's going to essentially be kind of like my own kind of talking head show. So I'm considering that as well. So there's a lot of stuff coming down the pike. Come and join. Have, a, ha, you know, have some fun with me over there. And, of course, all the podcasts I do as well that I talk about all my social media. Thank you guys for having me. The Finstock Exchange podcast has been a blast for sure. Well, well thank you for joining. Uh, not to mention,
0: thank you for uh, the Barbarian, for Craig showing up, yeah. uh, and Elvis. Can't forget about Elvis. And, and uh, Kaiser. A- and and no joke, man. Seriously, uh, my heart's going out to you and your family right now during this time. Is
2: there absolutely. anything that we could do to help you, Barbarian? Is there something people could do? Or
6: I mean, just just right now, send send prayers and positive thoughts. Whatever whatever you do absolutely. to you know whatever you believe in. Just see, we're we're it's a very precarious situation. We're taking it one day at a time, um, and yeah, you know it's it's we got we, we we just got to keep fighting. So absolutely, um, all right, man. Stay yeah, strong. Bro. It. And
0: uh, also, thank you to Kaiser and for Jackass BC showing up. That's Justin Hamilton. I am Larry Payne. This has been the Finstock Exchange Podcast. And as always, bigger guns.
7: Greener, oh, you know that we're about <laughs> <laughs>